Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. Hey, legends, what an episode we have for you today with Jack Hanley, a.k.a. The Crazy Running Man. Now, some of you might do one-kilometer runs, 2K runs, or even 5K runs. This man just completed a 50-day challenge where he ran 50 kilometers a day for all 50 days. Even more crazy, the 51st day he decided to get back out there and run it again and run his personal best time. It is an unbelievable story, more so because he tells us of the tough times where he was battling addiction to drugs and alcohol and going through a tougher period in life where which sent him to rehab um, and then now he's created this movement of running where people are following him running with him on these challenges strangers that he doesn't even know turning up to his events so much juice in this so many nuggets for you let's get into the episode Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen another episode of the Unlaced podcast as I always say if you are new here thank you for turning up and if you've come back again I absolutely love you uh, we've had a massive two weeks, uh, I just want to say, for the podcast. And I have to thank all the listeners out there. As of today, when we're shooting this episode, uh, which is actually the day before release, uh, we've been in the podcast charts, I think, for the ninth or tenth day in a row now, which we haven't. That's our longest run in the charts in the top 50 sports podcasts in the country. So I can't thank you guys enough. The last few episodes with Mason Wood and Tom Mitchell have been flying around, but they haven't been our highest rated either. So you guys are viewing all the episodes, which I thank you so much for. Um, before I get into today's show and today's guest, which I'm absolutely pumped about, I just want to give you one last push for Christmas, the merch. We still have plenty of merch on the shelves. Maybe I ordered too much, but get around it. We've got the top hat, the unlaced podcast hat here with the resilience, drive and ambition on the back, the, uh, smiley t-shirt here, and also the humanized tea, the black tea, which you'll see flying around socials. The link is in the bio. It's a great Christmas present for one of your friends or a fellow listener of the show. Get around them. Uh, and today, of course, the show that we have been wanting for a couple of weeks, I'll be honest, because I've been watching uh, this man's socials, um, well, for the last 50 days, ironically, which we'll go into, but uh, the crazy running man known as Jack Hanley, um, we're going to get into some of your achievements, mate, but firstly, welcome to the show. Ah, thanks for having me on, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it. It's uh, you've been on a few podcasts of late, mate. You're getting you get a bit of traction. No, nah, nah, I've been on a couple, <laughs> but nah, thanks for having me on, mate. I'm looking forward to this one. Well, just to go into context right off the bat of why I wanted to get you on is, um, you've obviously been through some trials and tribulations in life, but more importantly, the last twelve months is what's caught a lot of people's eyes and attention to your story and. Probably at the start of the year, you had a big challenge, which we'll go into, but more recently, the most amazing thing I've ever seen, Jack did 50 kilometers a day for 50 days was the challenge. And he's achieved it. But then again, being the crazy running man, which his Instagram is, had to do it for a 51st day. Couldn't rest on the 50th. So that's fucking insane, bro. That yeah. is crazy. <laughs> nah, mate. It was honestly one of the best things I've, uh, I've done. Um to get so many people involved throughout the 50 days was what it's all about. And uh, we had so much fun and just built such a great community with everyone. Uh, day 51, that was uh, that was a bit of a special one. But, yeah, no, we decided to uh, to send a quick one on the, la- on, the, on, the uh, on the extra day that we added. 50, like there's most people that are listening to this now probably have never run a marathon, maybe have never run a half marathon. You've done 50Ks for 50 days, like individually, right? So every day you didn't miss a day, involved weekends. Um, Like fitness for you, has it transformed your life as such? Yeah, 100%. And I've I've got back into my fitness back in probably midway through 2020 during COVID. Um, I was always into running when I was at school um, and and younger, but sort of – you know, I went down a different path for a little bit, but I've, uh, I've found my way back to it and I haven't looked back. I bloody love it. There's, uh, <laughs> there's no limitations to uh, to running and that's the best thing about it. And all you got to do is chuck your two shoes on and head out the door. Yeah. Well, before we go into like breaking down the actual achievement, because you can't come on this show without us going into it. We, like, I want to get the juice from you of why you, like what you've achieved, because I find that stuff infectious when you're around people like that and people doing great things. Um, and anyone that's your mate will be... They'll probably have like you at the top of their circle of being proud because 
it's always great when you're doing <clears throat> when you're mates with someone that's doing something really well. It's quite inspiring. But before I go into, I guess, the why you did it or felt the need to do it or wanted to do it, I just want to know the sensation you feel today. Like from having achieved the start of the year, you did a 100K run and then you just finished the 50-day challenge. Yeah, look, uh, I'm very proud of what I've been able to do. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without, you know, the support that I've had around me, my family, my friends, uh, my football club and the community that got involved throughout the 50 days. And you know what, when you're doing it with other people, getting them involved, it makes it a whole lot more fun and you bring people with you for that ride and they could share those moments with you. And that was the best thing about it. Really? So when you say that, what is in like different days, different people are running with you or like, like what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. So like throughout, I reckon before we actually, I started day one to day 50, I met about 60 people, 60 to a hundred people I've never met before. And that was, that was the awesome thing. Like just people saw my Instagram, came down, liked what they were doing, came down and got involved with the runs. And they kept coming down throughout each day, throughout the week, you know, two, three times a week. And a lot, so many people ran PBs and distances they never thought they could. And to see other people do that is what actually inspires me to do this sort of thing. Right. So, but if I'm coming down to run with you, there's no way I'm completing 50K, which I hope I do one day, but... For the moment, there's no way. So how? Like, what would people do? That's that's the thing. You don't have. That's uh, that was always the aim. You don't have to come down and run 50k. No, <laughs> I'd it, want to though. I'd be like, <laughs> fuck this. I don't want to do 10 well, and leave. You know I'd what? There's a lot of people that you know came down and they ran. For, like, they said they were going to come down. They were going to run 5k. And they end up running a half marathon. Wow! Like, you just it's sort of infectious when you're in a big group of people and you you know you're rallying around and saying, come on, let's go, bring them with you, and you're helping each other out. Yeah, it's amazing how much further you can sort of push yourself. I find with it's when you play a lot of team sports, which I know you're a footy guy. Like for me, I really struggle now to go train by myself. Yeah. Like, so I've actually gone and got a PT. Shout out Jordy Pollard because he's helped me do it. You, you probably know, know Jordy Pollard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. DLR boy DLR as well. boy. Yeah. Good so DLR boy. Without, without accountability, I'm struggling to do it. So stuff like that would make a lot of sense. Like people doing like personal best because you always push yourself more um, when you've got someone else pushing you, which is why it's interesting for you because – I feel like as much as you're giving credit and being humble to other people, you're your own boss in pushing yourself there because you're setting these challenges. No one's really telling you you're capable of doing this. You're putting it on yourself. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, as I said before, with running, I find there's no limitations of how far you can actually push yourself. Obviously, the uh, the 50K a day for 50 days was my challenge and that's what I wanted to challenge myself to. But our aim was to get as many people involved throughout the runs, throughout the 50 days. And obviously, as I said, you don't have to run. They didn't have to run the 50K. They could come down. They could run 1K, 2K, 5K, 10K. But it was just sort of about bringing people together. And especially through, you know, there's been some tough times over the last few years for everyone. And the community, bringing the community together, is, there's nothing better. And, you know, you get those little chats going while you're running and you look down at your watch and you've run 10K and it feels like you've run two. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that I've... I've yeah, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life, and uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. You've got you've got the uh, fitness drug now, or the oh, challenge, the challenge, the extreme challenge drug. Yeah, yeah, which uh, we'll definitely go into more for for all the listeners at home. But I do want to go into the why, because the why of everything is always interesting and tells you a lot about a person, and particularly for you, the why of why you are doing. I guess maybe for you, it's not extreme, but for the average person, it's an extreme kind of challenge and breaking the barriers of an extreme level. Like, why was that a requirement for you? Yeah, so obviously I've, there's two things I'm really passionate about. One's mental health and two's running. So I obviously came up with the idea of combining the two together. So obviously running 50K a day for 50 days was a challenge and I wanted to raise money for the Out of the Blue Mental Health and Wellbeing Program we've started up at the football, at De La Salle Football Club. Right. Um, which our aim is to know, is to raise awareness around mental health and help reduce the stigma. Um, so yeah, that was that was the main goal. And 
Yeah. Is there, is there like donations going to that? Sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah. So we've actually raised, we had a um, goal of 50,000 and we're just ticked over about 55 and a half at the moment. Wow. So if you did still want to donate, you still can via my uh, my Instagram page, The Crazy Running Man. We'll put that link in our bio on this episode for everyone that wants to support it because but that's yeah, incredible. Been blown away with the support and 55K. the donation. Unbelievable. It's going to go a long way to help us really kickstart this program. Yeah. And we've got some big things to come in uh, 2024. What like what so what what sort of programs would you be looking to run from that perspective with that? Yeah, money? so look, we we've we had it. Um, obviously, we've had it set up at, at the De La Salle Football Club. That's where we started it up. But with the community that we've got involved throughout these fifty days, um, it's sort of become a bit bigger than that now because there's so many different people from different parts of the community. So we're looking to sort of run mental health workshops, um, providing a club psychologist for players, staff, and supporters. Um, and we got another few things in the pipelines that we just need to tick off first before we release that. But yeah, well, so it's exciting, very mate, exciting. It's, it's it's incredible, and it's probably more incredible, not just for the um, physical achievement as such, but more for the reasons of where you've come from and how you've tried to transform your life and yourself, which is a big um, aspect around mental toughness. I think because. I think when you're at your lowest and you can get yourself out of it, it's not saying you always do it on your own, but still the fact that you can get yourself out of it says a lot about character. And for you, I know you had a pretty sort of dark past where you're battling various things that were coming into. I mean, I, I think a lot of people go through it more than you think. This is why it's a really important topic. And I thought this would be a great episode as well. Um, but particularly with your story, you felt like it was blocking you from being successful across sort of, you know, drugs, alcohol, and gambling. Um, so I, I would love to go into that more and understand when that started and and when it was time to kind of change that because it was getting too much. Yeah, so definitely um, when I finished school, I sort of went down a different path. And as you said before, those three things were sort of heavy, heavily involved in my life um, up until probably about the age of 25. Mm-hmm. About, yeah, probably about halfway through 2020. It's a good knock. It was a good knock. It was a good knock. I certainly wasn't looking the way I did now. <laughs> no, I was that's carrying, a physical achievement I was, in itself. Uh, I was car- I was looking a lot heavier. Really? Fair, but yeah, I was about 92 kilos. What, what are you now? Uh, post run, I was down to about 66 and a half. <laughs> Holy shit. So 30 two, That's a bit too skinny. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm starting okay. to put it back on now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've been eating a fair bit since yeah. I finished. <laughs> I actually know. Just be, What was the cheat meal? What was the go-to cheat meal? Oh, mate, uh, the go-to cheat meal was definitely uh, Hungry Jacks. Hungry, uh, Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks barbecue cheeseburgers <laughs> were gone down very nicely and uh, a lot of chocolate thick shakes. Oh, wow. They, they were probably my two favourites that hit the spot. The craving. So when, when you came out of school, was it just like a a loss of a loss of anything, or was it more the freedom of not going to school? Like, what what, what was sort of the driver to to be sort of going down that path? Yeah, look, I probably just had no sort of sense of direction with my life, and um, you know, probably was bottling up how I was feeling and probably running away with it and hiding it through certain things I did. Hmm. Um, and that went on for a very long time until I. Yeah, 2020, I decided to make a change. I, obviously, I didn't do it myself. I got some help with that. Um, and I spoke openly, finally, for the first time, I spoke openly about it with friends, family, professionals. Um, and that's sort of what really kick-started me into, into gear. And sort of since then, you know, I've had some slip-ups along the way. I'm not going to be – I'm not perfect. No one is. Mm. Um, but, you know, if I'm always trying to be better myself and grow as a person, that's all you can do. Yeah, but do you deem slip-ups like – Going back into a big night out because wouldn't that be you're in more control now because you've like yeah. you're not doing it as frequently. I'd say yeah, that definitely. I'd say that's not a slip it's up not, in my eyes. Yeah, in some people's eyes it wouldn't be. Um, yeah. And like yeah, it's just yeah. Sometimes it it just doesn't make me feel that good when I do it. Yeah, um, I don't think I, it makes I, anyone that feel that good, particularly after. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think humans are designed to feel great after it. You know, hundred yeah. percent. So, and that's the thing. Like with running, is what I've found has really helped my mental health and. Like you, I get the feeling you get after you finish a run is unbelievable. Like you, you get more energy. You just feel like on top of the world. Well, for me personally, I feel on top of the world. I feel mm. unbelievable. So, yeah. I, I always find with um, when when you get a sense of achievement, that's higher than a, a feeling of a drug or alcohol. Yeah. So like well, that's more when you – it's when you lose purpose, as you said, direction. Like I, it's something I'll probably speak about more on this podcast because I went through it quite severely um, when I came out of soccer, like to a level that I probably think you're quite similar to you, where as soon as there's no direction, there's something to chase for. 
Yeah. That's when you're, that's when you're doing things that in your mind, you're probably not harming yourself as much as you are until you really analyze your actions. Yeah. And that's, that was quite confronting for me. Um, that's why this story is, this story is really cool. But w- with you, would you say it was like an addiction of any sort? Is that would like, is that, or is that too strong to, to push that on? Yeah, I probably did have a little bit of a few addiction problems. As you can see, I like to do things to the extreme, <laughs> but you know what? I'd rather be doing some healthy, good stuff to the extreme than other things. So, you know, that's what I've sort of figured out about my personality and myself. Um, and yeah, I sort of, you know, I'm yeah, looking forward to uh, big things to come in the future because I feel like, you know, this is just a stepping stone Mate, abso- for what's to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's probably just a couple more questions I just have on in this space because it's building up to what you've done and what the reasons why you've done it and obviously the, the charity that uh, you're building and so forth around mental health. But just to gather insight on like how like painful this process was for you, like how much were you partying? Like, was it, was it more of a binge party or was it like? Yeah. So it, it was more binge party when I was a bit younger from up until about probably, yeah, 18 to 24 was mainly just weekends. Um, but yeah, during COVID it got to its worst. Yeah. Um, it, it started to progress, you know, more than just, you know, the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of hit rock bottom and I said enough's enough and sort of opened up about what was really going on um, for me. And, yeah, got the help I needed. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, you know, you, it's good to get the help you need, but it's also you've got to want to change yourself as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And that's, you know, you can't actually help someone that doesn't want to be want to change. What was the what was the penny drop moment to, for you to be like, oh, now? because you probably knew but it's different from knowing to actually doing it. So what was the, what was the moment where you're like, I've got, it's now it's time to sort of act upon this, I guess? Yeah, so it was probably, oh, it would have been maybe July 2020, I reckon. Oh, I thought you were about to say the exact date. No, day. no, no, July <laughs> I 2020. Say. I can't remember the exact date. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a I, big day, mate, whatever it, happened then. Yeah, no, I had a, had a really big night and I actually ended up having a, a little bit of a seizure. Oh wow! And that that really rocked me. Yeah, and like being up for you know sort of a day, um, and no sleep, and that that really rocked me. And I was like, this isn't good. I need to, you know, really do something about this. And yeah, pretty much since then, I haven't haven't looked back. Wow. Uh, do you remember that? Like, you remember having a seizure? Like, I can't. It, I, you don't remember, remember the lead up to it, but I can't actually remember just it happening. Like black out. Just black out, and then woke up and there and so yeah that was that was pretty scary and that really woke me up yeah um and then that's when i yeah decided to get some help with do you do you find because when i was kind of in a state like that what i've what i got really good at was hiding things from people like a genius i was was, like i could i could mask as if nothing was going on but i could i was doing stuff that people would be like you you probably shouldn't be doing that like you know what i mean with where you've been and where you want to go like that's not helping but i could mask it like everything was fine which i think's the like one of the scary things when not necessarily around addiction, but when people have bad habits, like people are really good at masking them yeah, and not being honest. So. 100% compulsive liar. Compulsive liar, you, yeah. You don't, even know, you don't know how to tell you the truth. You don't even think you're lying. You're yeah. just like, yeah, I yeah. damn. You, know. you lie about thing, You lie about what you have for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's what, like when yeah. you're in that yeah. moment, that's what happens. Yeah. But you know what? There's always a way out of it. Absolutely. Always a way. You can get yourself out of it um, and it's not going to be forever. Yeah. And people change and they grow and they, you know, they get help and they go down a different path. It's not going to be forever. Yeah. You mentioned something before about telling your family and your friends, telling your peers anything that's not in line with maybe who they think you are or who you want them to think you are yep. is one of the toughest things I reckon you can do. And like, I've been in that situation before where it's like, you know, I've, got, I've had to tell people or I've, I've confronted certain issues, but it's never, ever comfortable. And it's not to say the thing, the thing that really shocked me is like, I thought people would be horrified, but it was like their first thought was like, oh, thanks for telling me. Like, cause they want to help. Yeah. They want to help you. Yeah. And people that care about you and support you, they're Correct. there to help. They're not there to make your life difficult. And that's, that's another thing. Like I used to think like, you know, my family and friends are going to want, they're trying to tell me not to do this or not to do that. They're, they're being difficult. Yeah. They're actually, they're just trying to help you. Mate, it's like a big misconception. And then when you wake up to it, you're like, oh, they're actually, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. They just want the best for they you. They want the best for you. They want to be there for <clears> you and help you and see you do well. Correct. Because you've given it an opportunity to help correct something maybe before it's too late. Exactly. Which right. is a, pr- which is a privilege for them because they don't want to see you do any more harm to yourself as well. Yeah. 
Wow, that's that's pretty cool, man. I appreciate you sharing that. It's no, pretty, that's right, yeah, that was you like a, what a, a six, seven year process, really. Yeah, no, like it's, been, it's been, a lo- been a long process, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's so good to. I'm very proud of where I am today, and my family are very proud, and my friends of me. So yeah, it's got to keep growing as a person and keep moving in the right direction. Yeah. So have you have you like so when you made the decision in 2020. I think for, I think I, I watched you speak about this as well, where you went on like a sober period for three months, and then had a little bit of a, a sort of fall back into the phase, and then you went on a like a twelve month kick, um, which is where things started to change. So, can you just kind of take us through that moment of post seizure when you're like, I'm going, I'm going to get my shit together, having a little bit of a fall, and then you're like, No, that's it, I'm going in, I'm going hard here, twelve months sobriety. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that little three-month period where I had off was, yeah, it was really good. Um, and then it got to the Christmas holidays and I thought, oh, you know, I'm not going to go back to where I was there. Like, I've done a bit of work on myself. And, you know, I had a little bit of fun over the Christmas period and then family was worrying, friends was worrying. And I sort of said to myself, all right, you know, they don't trust me. I'll get that 100%. So, you know what, I'm actually going to do the whole year sober. I'm going to do a fundraiser for something that I'm passionate for, Mental Health Foundation Australia. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's sort of prove, prove to them but also prove to myself. And it was, it was the best thing I ever did because I found the direction I wanted to go down. I was right, getting right into work, finding what, what I really wanted to do with my life. And that's that 2021 was the year that sort of kick-started everything for me. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you go down that path too is that um – Outside of just not feeling great, like out when you obviously have these massive highs, but when you're not feeling great, um, it affects like performance in other things. So like imagine work, decision making, oh. you know, just optimizing, you know, who Jack Hanley is. That's the biggest fallout. So that that would have been like a really cool awakening in that 12 months sobriety to be like, every, these things, doing daily tasks and doing all these things are much easier than you know, two, three years before, for example. hundred oh, percent. I'm like, you just, I learned so much about myself in that year. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I, yeah, the, the thing that really kick-started who I really was mm. and I finally found myself again. What, what, what were the things that you would say you learned, like the big things that the kind of, um, you took out of that period? Yeah. So I've definitely learned that, you know, my values and the sense of direction I wanted to go in my life. Cause before that I sort of, you know, wasn't keeping down a job, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I was changing job, going from job to job. <laughs> and then, yeah, that year I was just sort of like I was, you know, at work on time all the time, wanted to be there, loved it. Um, you know, moved out of home for the first time. I had to, I had to do all the cooking, do all, oh, do all the yeah, housework, do all the fun man. stuff. No, yeah. it was the best thing ever. Like, oh, really? Well, you gotta you got to learn that eventually. You know, you yeah. can't get everything done for you all the time. you got to grow and, you know, learn life skills and – yeah, it was just that was that was the best thing about it. Did you but did you just flick a switch to go start doing that or did you go to rehab for anything? I did go to so yeah, <laughs> I went to rehab in uh twenty twenty. Oh twenty so post season you went to rehab. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what's so, that like? Yeah, yeah look, I've never actually was, I've never actually spoke to anyone about that what was, that's like. Yeah, I've been a couple of times before that when I was a bit younger. Yeah. Um, but when you're young, dumb and you know, you just think you're invincible. Mm. I wasn't there for the right reasons. But this time around I wanted to go because I actually wanted to be there and get some help. And, wow. Um, yeah, rehab was a good Kickstarter. I feel like it is a good Kickstarter for anyone that is, you know, struggling out there or having a few problems. But, yeah, you've got to you've got to actually want to change yourself. And mm. if you don't want to change yourself, then there's you can, no yeah. one can help you. Credit to you for that. That's not easy. But So what, when you go to rehab, is that like you go away and, and stay somewhere? Yeah, or is so it more you go it, see? It was just at a place in uh, Glen Waverley, so not too far. So yeah. I was just there for a month and I stayed in there and then, um, yeah. Month. What are you doing there? Like what is it? Like You, you just do a lot of, uh, you know, like readings. Um, you do a lot of talking and book work. Is it uh, tough? Like is it is it tough? Oh, like it's – no, I wouldn't say it's tough. If you don't, if you don't want to be there, then you're not going to enjoy it. Well, right. I wouldn't say enjoy it. Like I, I knew I needed it, so you I went in there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm going to put in a hundred percent. I need to listen. I need to, you know, change the who I am and the way I've been behaving. Um, so yeah, I was chips in, and yeah, since then, obviously, yeah, came out of there and I was feeling good. Got that's when I back still before then I was having little. 
moments where I was like sort of getting back into action, like where I started because I started running again. One of my good mates actually, um, who I thank a lot for this, he actually got me right back into running. How good's that? So during 20, we who used to- Who was that? Let's give hey, his name's Matt Mullally, actually. Matt, oh, I know Matt Mullally. Yeah. Shout out Matt Mullally. I yeah. think we went to primary school together. We just had his wedding on the weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fuck, mate. That's what I'm getting old and that's happening. So, yeah, he uh, he actually got me back into it. We used to catch up a couple of times a week. Oh, um, how good's that, mate? So that was, yeah, that sort of kick-started it for me um, and then dropped off a little bit, but then- Straight back into it. It's it's the one thing that's um, admirable as well is not to play the victim. Like when you're in when you imagine when you're in rehab, you can go one or two A's. You can go fucking. I'm gonna make the most of this. Yeah, because I need to. Or you can be like, fuck, I'm here. Like this sucks. Exactly right. Like you know, I just get through it, and then when I get out and go back to be myself again. That's which that's you got kind of two options. Which I reckon a lot of people would take. You know, the ladder there and, and go down the wrong path. So and that's as I said, you you got to want to change mm. unless unless someone doesn't want to change who they are and the way they've been behaving. You can't, you can't really help them. Yeah. So had you always, let's go into, let's go into some of the achievements and the fun stuff. Cause had you always been an athlete? Like, yeah. So through school, I was always into my sports, footy, uh, basketball, cricket, running, loved it. Uh, yeah. So I was always from a young age right into it. And then running, was that a, like when you say your mate, Matt got you into running, had you been doing running and like sort of these long distance runs before, is this all started really really recently? Nah, so obviously at school I was cross country, all that sort oh, of so stuff. you're a natural goer. Uh, I would say natural. I was, oh. okay, I was okay at it, nothing yeah. special. Um, and then, yeah, sort of didn't do too much running for about seven years there, put on a fair bit of weight, was was pretty heavy. Um, and then, yeah, decided to get back. I always loved running though. Like at school I loved it. Like I sort of got into running when I was about, you know, 14, I reckon, 13, 14, loved it. Yeah. Um, my uncle actually got me in, into it then. Um, and yeah, it was, but yeah, obviously back in 2020, got back into it then and yeah, really started to sort of pick up along the way. Like ran a, my first half marathon, started 2021 and then uh, progressed to, a, obviously I was doing that fundraiser throughout the year. So then I had a fundraiser for my first marathon I did cause we were sort of in lockdown still. And then we came out that weekend and we had a fundraiser day at the park and at the finish line for it. So that was my oh, first marathon. Beautiful. And then run another marathon six weeks later. And then I had a little bit of a break in 2020 just to play footy. 2022, yeah. sorry. Yeah. To play footy. Um, but then as soon as footy finished, straight back into Dang training business. for the 100K that we did at the start of this year. So, wow. So um, before we go into the 100K, like just for, for our listeners that are tuning in that want to get fitter and maybe do more runs and catching some inspiration, I'm sure everyone by the end of this episode will probably want to go for a run, including myself. But. Two things I want to ask you is just like, one, the mental benefits you found from running. And then secondly, to break a personal best, you know, to go from five to 10K or to run a half marathon. Like when, you, when your mind is hitting, shit's hitting the fan, like what have you done to be able to break through that and come out the other side? Because there's kind of two fitnesses I find with ultra distance running and I haven't done a marathon, mind you. I've just done... I haven't um, half done a marathon yet. Yeah, yet, right? Yes. I've done a 31Ks is the most. That's good. But what Very I did, good. what I did find in that is that I was dying like halfway through or three, but then the last like five, six Ks or no sort of, I was dying early. And then when I, like I had a blissful moment where I was like, I could run forever. Yeah. And I broke through this barrier. I was like, mate, half an hour ago, I thought I might have to stop. I just want you to, that I learned a lot in that moment. So to go back to my question, benefits of running mentally and then to break a PB to push through the barriers. Yeah. So mentally, obviously I touched on it a little bit before. It's something I found really helps my mental health. Like if I'm having a bad day, all I have to do is chuck my two shoes on, head out the door, put the headphones in and just be in my own head and, you know, in my own space. Um, or, you know, if you want to go for a run with a mate or whatever, whoever, whoever that is. Um, and then you, you know, you finish your run and you feel you release endorphins and you feel a million bucks afterwards. And that's, that's what I find really helps. And that's what I use, you know, if I'm not, you know, not every day you're going to be feeling good. That's mm. life. Like if you are, it's, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, <laughs> yeah not every day you're going to yeah. be feeling good, but it's how yeah. we work through these moments. Mm. Um, so that's what I found really helps my mental health. Um, and then pushing through that mental barrier. Yeah. For a long time, you know, I, I, I probably didn't push myself too hard. Um, mm. But yeah, it's one of those things running that it sort of doesn't have any limits. Like obviously you've got to, I didn't 
you know, I did a bit of work to get to where I was. I didn't Absolutely. just come out and start yeah, running fifty no, k no. a day. Absolutely. Obviously, you got to build up to it. But it's one of those things, you know, when the, when it gets that little bloke in your head or woman in your head goes is telling you to stop, stop, stop. Mm. If you can push through that little pain barrier and you know get the extra two, three k every time, yeah. As long as you know you don't, you know. Like I'm talking attainable goals here, running from like two k to five k for yeah, some people, yeah. right? Like what, like to push through that. I know, like some people give into that voice, and I'm one of them at times. Yeah. I'm sure you have been before. I have as been well. definitely in the past, but you know you can always push that little bit further. So you just reckon tell it to shut up because yeah. one, I spoke to an ultra marathon, oh, an ultra marathon legend, John Van Wisser, and he um. He said it quotes me because I asked him, I was like, mate, how do I beat my PB in running? And because um, he first his first thing was is that ultra events is like life. It's like, you know, he I think he broke the world record for um, running from London to the English Channel, yes. swimming the English yeah, Channel and I then biking. This. Yeah, biking from the English Channel to Paris, the Arc yeah. de France or whatever it is. Crazy. Um, yeah, and did it in like two days or something, like Crazy. had a bit of sleep. Yeah, and I was like, mate, what the fuck are you doing? And yeah. he goes, ultra events are like life. You think you're going well, and then something out of the corner, I'm just whacking in the face, and you're, de- you're dealing with adversity. Yeah. And I was like, mate, I think the most I'd run at the time was like nine or 10Ks. Like, how do I beat that? You know, like mentally. And he said to me, he's like, don't look at your watch. Don't worry about time. Just like space. He's like, just smell the roses and just like look around you and like forget time and distance is what he said and just run. Uh, that's what uh, that's what I've always said. One k at a time. Just yeah. Just don't just just concentrate on getting one k at a time. Yeah. I mean, and just tick them that. off, and you know they'll start falling. And as as we touched on before, if you're running with other people as well, that's a good that, is, that really helps you. Like you can sort of push yourself a bit yeah, more, and you're encouraging each other. Come on, let's go. Distract your mind. Distract your mind. You get a conversation going. You're not looking at your watch. Yeah. It's um it's a great way to build up to it. You know, run a PB. Yeah. And that's the thing. You don't have to run quick all the time. Yeah, that's and that's the best thing I found about running as well, and something I didn't learn for a long time. I thought you had to run quick to get better. Yeah. You don't. So you can go like your own slow snail slow. pace, and you so get some it's distance better to up. Do, it's better to do a lot of your running at a slow pace, and wow. then you do a couple of quicker sessions a week, and that's wow. that's the way to go about it. Hey, legends! Just a quick pause in this episode to let you know about the partners supporting the show, Vibe culture have been coming around as you've seen on my socials i've been supporting them for a while i absolutely love these guys because i am on a clean kick and a health kick for 2024 and these guys are the perfect remedy to support that they are the secret to a productive day the hangover cures for those long nights or those nights where you're not getting much sleep seize the day and optimize performance i've already made a bottle here you just put one scoop in it it's only got two grams of sugar and 54 calories per serving so it's really healthy it's a great replacement from coffee as well um, I'm, love, I'm loving using it. As I said, I, I have it every day pretty much before I go to gym, which is fantastic. Uh, the flavor is great. It's better than a Hydrolite. It tastes like cordial, um, which I love. I love flavored drinks and the Tropical Punch is the flavor that I've been going for. Um, but as I said, it's a great way to seize the day and win the day. I love them as well because they want to support you guys, the Unlaced listeners. So if you head in the bio, you'll see the Vibe Culture website there. 15% off your first purchase using the discount code UNLACED. If you want to follow the remedies that I'm doing to get on a cleaner cleaner sort of movement for 2024, get around these guys. They're absolutely fantastic. But let's get back into the episode. So how many how many marathons did you do before you thought of the insane goal to run 100 kilometers? Before, okay. So I did, I've done three. Three. three, yeah, three marathons. Before. What was the what was the most distance you'd reached before the hundred was hundred? So I'd followed. I had a um, I've had a, had a coach for it. So um, his name was Kev Mannix down at Run for Body and Soul, yep. best in the business. Yeah, shout out he's, Kev. Uh, shout out Kev. He's uh, he's an absolute king and he's one of the best folks you'll ever meet. He uh, he's always happy. He's always you know looking to help you out. And, uh, just a great person to be around. Um, so yeah, I ran my biggest run before the hundred was sixty five k in training. Wow. That's one, that's a lot. And also two to put yourself at a hundred. What's that? 35K 35 more. 35 more. So. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me. That's higher than my PB. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. So wait, so let's go into this. So 100K, why did you want to do that? Yeah. So I sort of, uh, yeah, I'm back in, so I've sort of always try and set myself goals um, after I sort of finish one. So I've got something to work towards. So back in, Obviously, did the 100K back in February this year. Yes. I remember I wrote it in my goals in, it would have been March 
2022. I said, oh. So a year before, pretty much. So pretty much a year before. I go, all right, 100K, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to raise money and help get this program up and running off the ground, something I'm really passionate about, out of the blue, something I'm really passionate about. Um, So, yeah, I've said to Kev, as soon as I finish footy, let's do it. Put me on a training program. Ended up running the uh, Melbourne Marathon couple of weeks after we, we actually won the grand final, which is, which is unreal as well. Oh, wow. So a couple of weeks later, that was week one, sort of ran the Melbourne marathon off no training. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, no, nah, that was mate, running a marathon event is one of the best things you can do as well. And something I highly recommend to people to do like okay. uh, day one this year for the 50 fifties, that was Melbourne marathon. Unbelievable day to be a part of. Wow. Special. Okay. Um, but yeah, sort of had that in the, uh, in the goals and I was sort of, Brought a couple of mates along with me. They sort of saw, said, I said to them what I was doing. Um, and they weren't, at the time, they were mates that I played footy with. They weren't some of my close mates. Um, but now they're two of the closest, like very, very close with them both. And they jumped on board and, you know, we got to work, a lot of lot of training, Sunday long runs all together. And then, yeah, did the 100K. I think it was on the 12th of Feb this year. Um, and then we had about 80 people run throughout that day and get involved. Um and a lot of people run PBs that day, had a crack at running distances and everyone finished and like there's a lot of my mates run their first marathon and they were absolutely like crying, they were stoked and I was like, oh, how good is wow. that? So you're just dragging blokes. You, mate, you're like the suburban David Goggins. <laughs> you actually are. Uh, the, the David Goggins with a mullet. Like <laughs> you, are just, oh, you are just carrying blokes. You are carrying the boats well, that's the with thing. humans like, on it. I love bringing people along and I love seeing other people you know, inspire other people to push themselves because there's a lot of people like that day didn't think they could run that far. Yeah. And then they've just come out and they've run their first marathon and they're like, how good is this? This is why I wanted to highlight the the shitty part of, of what you went through because doesn't it show like, like all of a sudden you're the one that was scared to tell people what you're going through, hiding things from people, battling, you know, the loss of purpose as such and using vehicles that are probably, you know, torch the body and mind as such. And now you're the bloke carrying people along for PB. So it's like a, it's a valuable lesson for people at home to, if you're not achieving what you want, it can change quickly based off if you want it to. A hundred percent. And you start acting upon yeah. it, which is fucking awesome, dude. So good. Yeah. And I love seeing other people do that. That's what, that's what inspires me when I see other people, you know, pushing themselves and it's amazing what you can do. It's just whether you can lock into your mind and, um, you know, push that, push that a little bit further. A hundred kilometers, just to break that down, how much in your mind is that physical and how much like percentage, physical versus mental? Oh, I would say, obviously you've got to, you know, you've got to put the work in. Like you've got to put, imagine, the, put the Ks into the legs. Um, otherwise, you know, you're going to break down. You, that's, that's, I would say probably, I'd probably say a lot of it though, I'd probably say 60% mental, well, yeah. 40% physical. Yeah. So how um, long did you train before that? Like what, what are you, are you doing... Like you mentioned, I know your your schedule is pretty rigorous in regards to doing sort of some shorter runs, slower runs, some long runs, like that build up. Is that what you were doing before the hundred kilometer event? Yeah, so I did a twenty week training program for that okay. one. Um, obviously, I'm still I was still working full time as a landscaper. That's amazing as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, nuts. So I don't know. Maybe it helps me just be you know physically active all the time, maybe yeah. help, help the legs get a bit more conditioned. But um, yeah, so I did a 20-week training program and just built the Ks up every week um, and then a little taper before the uh, the 100K and sort of, um, I, yeah, as I'll wait for you to touch on it, but yeah, that's what, that finishing that 100K sort of gave me the- The next phase. The next phase and the, um, yeah, yeah, really helped me. You know, think that I could do More. this next challenge that Wait, I've have you came met, up with. Have you met Ned Brockman? I did meet Ned Brockman what, recently. Well, I'm not surprised. Like, what did was that? Did does he, is he aware of what you're doing? I yeah, I did tell him what I was doing. Yeah, I met him um, actually the day after the AFL Grand Final this year. That was for the first time. So right. Um, yeah, I had a chat to him about what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely an inspiration of mine. That sort of obviously everyone's got the inspirations, and you see other people doing these things, and you're like, oh, why? Well, can I do it? Yeah. Um, so that's sort of what also gave me seeing someone else do it, which gave me the, um, you know, and the momentum and, you know, belief that I could do it. Isn't it crazy how someone that's done an extreme challenge like Ned Brockman and what we're about to talk about, which is the meat of this show, um, 
but just from breaking barriers and doing something that no one else has done, now he's got a chocolate milk brand. Yeah, like, doesn't it just show that fucking anything's possible? Anything is possible. If you re- if you put yourself out there, the nuggets find you, and you create stuff that's relevant to you and what you want. You monetize it, and all of a sudden, you're your own business. Yeah, just from doing something crazy like that. So that's why you're on. Mate, you're on the cusp of something quite big. Um, if you stick at it, but the 50 kilometers every day for 50 days. So you've obviously you've done the hundred. You've you've played footy uh, this year. Yeah, so I played footy. Yeah, so I did finished the hundred in on the twelfth of Feb, and then yeah, played footy throughout the year. So no extreme challenge in that period, obviously, because you're dedicated to footy. Yeah, or? so I pulled the running back a fair bit. Um, sort of as I, I said before. Yeah, so I've had the goal. Sort of put the goal in in uh, about January, mid Jan this year that I wanted to do 50K every day for 50 days. Um, and then obviously I finished the 100 and it gave me the belief that I could do it um, right. just because, yeah, I finished it quite I finished it quite easily. Like I didn't feel like it, I hurt too much or I was, you know, mm. I obviously did a lot of work to get there. Um, so, yeah, I was like, all right, it's 15th of um, October. That's when I want to start. But, yeah, obviously played footy. So I didn't do too much running throughout the footy season, just a couple of footy trainings, um, actually – struggled to get back into footy because it's such a different type of running. Like bro, got, really? a, got a couple of little injuries at the start. So just a change, change of direction, of change well. of pace. Uh, but then, yeah, it came good. Um, I was playing footy and then uh, actually fractured my ribs in round, I think, six or seven. Oh, that's a bad so – that's, that's hard to breathe and yeah, cough and shit. Hey, so I was, out, I was out. Missed about six weeks of footy. Oh. Um, but – and I was like, oh. How do you go through that period? Like it's a bit of a, a, a like where you're, you're, you're handcuffed. Well, that's when I was like, oh, I'm off for six weeks. <clears throat> I can still run though. Oh, okay. In pain, carrying the rib, but yeah. I'm not going to do any damage. So okay. I started running um, again um, and I went up and ran the Gold Coast Marathon while I was couldn't play footy. Wow. So – did a little build for you're that. You're off chops, mate. Aren't you? <laughs> you are. Well, it's funny. You're actually that, a nut. That's, you're uh, actually a nutter. <laughs> that's, that's my nickname. Chopper. <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mate, I love this. Shift inspiring. Um, You've cracked your ribs. Can't play for six weeks. I'll just go run a mar up in the Gold Coast. Oh, gonna, I, as I said, I, you my need fitness something. is what keeps, me, like, keeps my head in a good place. So that's something I, I love doing and I found really helps. So, yeah, I was like, all right, let's – I can run. I'm, I was in a little bit of pain, but not too much. Yeah. Uh, was it, I made sure I wasn't going to do any more damage by running. Um, so, yeah, did that. Went up around Gold Coast. Um, that was in July, early July. And then, yeah, came back in oh, – actually, earlier on in the season, I did just for a little bit of a mental challenge because I knew this challenge of running 50K a day for 50 days was obviously going to be mentally pretty challenging. I uh, actually ran the uh, Great Ocean Road Marathon on a Sunday after a game of football, just which was brutal. One of the one of the toughest things I've ever done. Um, that was that was that was that was what? brutal. That is crazy. So that was I sort of. That's did, not an easy marathon, too. You know, because it was, the it was one of the yeah, worst worst things one of I've our guests, ever done. One of our guests, Louis Phillips, um, he did it, and he, I think he'd done a marathon before, but he, I remember him saying the the like the. The slopes or the, the headwind. Yeah, the headwind like, running in. Obviously, you got the like it's it's not the prettiest run too if the weather's not nice. Like it's quite gruesome. Horrible. It was the yeah. worst conditions I've ever run in. It was like 60k headwinds running straight in. It's into almost it. like you're running more than a marathon. It was hey. a couple of hills, like you were going up, it just kept going, and you would literally felt felt like you're going up and down on the one spot. So oh. it was tough conditions, but all a part of it. So wow. yeah, did that as well. Um and then yeah. Did the Gold Coast and then finished that um, and then came back and played the last six rounds of footy. Um, and I sort of said to – set last seven games and then about 12 weeks out from when I wanted to start the challenge, I sort of said to my coach, all right, we probably need to get some more Ks in. Mm. So with six weeks to go of footy, we weren't going to play finals. So I was like, oh, I'll start doing a bit of running just because, you know, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. still play footy, still train twice a week, um, play the game. I'll do some running just so I can get ready to bump up the Ks and get ready for this um, challenge once footy finishes. So I was sort of doing about 70K a week on top of two trainings in a game. So it's probably worked out to be about 100K a week. Okay. Um, geez, the Sunday runs on uh, – the Sunday long runs were pretty brutal yeah, you've after got this a game saying, you've got this. you've got this thing, don't you, the Sunday longies? Like Sunday longies, yeah. yeah love a Sunday you, So that, what, what is that so exactly? So Sunday long run is where you sort of run – load up. 
that's the load up. So it's sort of like anywhere over 20K where you're just sort of cruising, you know, 530s, 515s pace. That's cruising. Right. Cruising. Yeah, noted. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Nah, nah. So, yeah, that's – yeah, they were they were brutal. That was probably one of the toughest. That was tough, like yeah. after a game of football because, like, the footies just change the direction. You get hit, tackled. Yeah, that's a different soreness too. Different soreness. The so, ground, the body, yeah. But, you know, I – I didn't want to obviously didn't complain about it because I'm like this is what I want to do mm. and when I'm zo- when I'm zoned in and you know narrowed in on the goal you got to do everything you can to work towards that yeah um so yeah did that for six weeks and then once footy finishes bumped it right up so it was like 130k for a week 140 150 160 and then a little taper into uh into day one okay so what day did you start the 50 50 days. So it started October 15th, which was uh, Melbourne Marathon, day one. So day one. So then how long is that after footy? Like have you had sufficient training? Like that's not footy running. So that was six weeks after my last game of football. Still not that long after it, man. Like to prepare for the six – how how many weeks is 50 days? I saw it. It was was sort of a 12-week build though because I was doing those 70K a week for the last six weeks of football. So I did a 12K build, a 12 week build for it. So, wow. But it was one of those things our coach said to me, like, when I, cause I went, I told him in March what I wanted to do. And he sort of looked at me, he's like, you're, you're a bit mad, mate. And oh. I, he goes, but you know what, we'll do what we can. And I feel like he absolutely nailed the build up to it. Cause it was one of those things. You don't want to run too many Ks before actually doing the challenge. Yeah. Okay. So it was a lot of like, in those last six weeks, there was a lot of runs like midweek. It was like a 36K run on a Wednesday after work. And then the next day was a 22K run. So it was like back-to-back sort of long runs. Okay. And then on the weekend was like a 50K run on a Saturday and then a 30K on a Sunday. So just getting used to the back-to-back backing it up. Right. Gotcha. Wow, man. So this is pretty crazy because I'm just doing the math anyway. It's seven weeks is, is literally the challenge. So seven, seven weeks, four, yeah, yeah, yeah. 49 days. 49 seven, days. So there you go. 50 days you've done. Every day, 50Ks, even though you're at this point, you're doing some crazy challenges, you're mentally, your mental strength for backing up big runs with big runs is probably far superior than every, everyone's for a challenge. But day one, day two, day three, day four, you're not getting any recovery. You're going straight back in. At this point, you're still working, right? Working, which, working full-time as a landscaper. Nuts, which is incredible. So a, I, I, my boss let me finish at 230 so I finish an hour early every day, which is very nice of him. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to him. Um, so, yeah, so I could sort of start the runs by 4 o'clock in the Arvo and sort of try and get home in a decent time. Wow. So, like, for to dumb this down for, for us that don't do this challenge, like, even though from the outside it looks like you smashed it out the ballpark, like, where were the roadblocks? Where were the barriers? When did any, did any walls start to cave in a little bit on – like this is because I, I imagine this is way tougher than running one off 100k. Yeah, def, definitely was. Uh, you know, yeah. So actually, I've got a funny story for you before we continue. <laughs> oh, please go. So I, I was absolutely itching to start, like pumped, ready to rock and roll. Been waiting for this. I like, could not wait. Day one, Melbourne Marathon. Set my alarm for four fifteen. So obviously, the marathon's only forty two point two k. So I set my alarm for 4.15 in the morning, um, realized my alarm didn't go off. I've set it for 4.15 p.m. I've woken up at 6 o'clock because I was meant to be in there at 6 to do 8K before the start. Oh. I've woken up at 6 a.m. Oh, and no. it starts at 7. Oh, no. So I've rushed to get ready. Got ready. Uncle drops me off, you know, about 4K from the start line at about 6.30. So I got 4.2 in. So still have to make up about 3K throughout the run and um, – Run with a couple of mates uh, for doing their first marathon. So was running with them. And then one of my mates dropped off at about the 36K mark. Oh, no. Shout out to him, Harry Zayer. Oh, that hurts. That day, but he did very well, but oh, the hill okay. got the better of him. Yeah. Um, and so I kept running in and you turn in at the G to finish. You finish on the MCG and my other mate ran in and I thought, well, I've got to make up 3K here. So I've turned around. I've started running backwards to my mate. So I've got everyone sort of looking at me going, what are you doing, mate? Because I had to get to 50. So I ran back a K, came back in a K, and then I got to near the finish line. I still had a K to make out. So I turned around again. Did 500. At 500 and then 500 back. And everyone's looking at me like, what is this bloke doing? And I was like, oh, geez, it would have looked funny. And it's so funny. There's a couple of people in the crowd from the uh, footy club videoing, and there's a video of me just coming to the – 
near the finish line and then just doing a massive U-turn and running back out. Doesn't that just embody uh, your name, the so crazy running man in one? It wasn't the best start, but we got it done. But yeah, that was all part of it. That embodies the crazy running man. That that in itself, a bloke who's <laughs> just done a marathon just running back and forth in the MCG. It's pretty special. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, all right, so I just want to go back to my question because yeah. I want to dumb this down for us. Like, as I said, you've done back-to-back runs. You're mentally prepared for it. But was there moments throughout this challenge where physically it was almost too demanding because you couldn't have the time to rest your body, rest your legs? Or was there any point in it where you thought, like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to physically be able to – because I know mentally you probably like stuff that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this. But physically, was there any points where you're like, this is going to be tough? Yeah, so mentally was always thought I could do it and believed I could do it. Um, going in, the only worry was – the physical side, like obviously it's the unknown of how the body's going to pull up. Um, Whether, you know, you might get a stress fracture or something like that. Um, But I was pretty lucky, like from day, day six to about day 24, I reckon, was when I was at my worst. Like I was having a few knee troubles. Day six to day 24. That's a pretty long part of the challenge, bro. It it was, but it wasn't (laughs) like I, I just had my left knee was in a bit of strife. Like I couldn't extend it properly, but I had a couple of little calf niggles, um, but I had I had some um, I was in very good hands with some um, osteos that were looking after me, um, and the recovery lab in Hampton. I'd do a whole heap of recovery um, as well, which was which was really helping you know back it up every day, like ice bath, sauna, recovery boots, yeah. all that, um, and then getting osteo twice a week as well. Right. Um, but mate, honestly, after day twenty four, it's funny how it works. Like my body just seemed like it adapted. And like, God, I was feeling that much better and like my knee was fine. Um, but yeah, the first, that was the toughest period. And even like, you know, a couple of things with my piss as well. Um, the urine, like a couple of, like couldn't piss properly for a couple of days. Like I needed to piss, um, but nothing would come out. Um, was you sweating so much? Sweating yeah. so much. And I think it was just like getting used to running 50K every day. And wow. like, I was pretty on top of all the fueling throughout the runs. Um, I had my uncle on the bike, the right, the riding man. He was a bit of a cult figure. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't miss a day either. And wow, didn't he? Fair, shout he, out. he actually shouted out to him, and he, um, he, man, he fell off day six off top of the, over the top of the handlebars at Duncan McKinnon, and he actually fractured his wrist, and he kept riding the whole time. So his support was <laughs> this challenge is just warped with yeah, mental I'll toughness you, and and I'll like militant behaviour. It had everything, and like it's yeah, it was so so much fun. But yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it's funny how it works. Like the body just adapted and like my body's fine now. Like I haven't pulled up, I haven't got any, you know, sort of issues, ongoing issues at the moment. So yeah, it's. What, what held you accountable to keep turning up every day? Was it the, the charity, obviously the, out of the blue, was it the people watching? Like- the charity, but the main people, the main thing was the support from people coming down. Like, obviously there's some days where like I'm t- I was really tired and, you know, in the back of my mind, like oh, I can't be bothered doing it. But when you got so many people coming down mm. to get involved and support you, how can you feel bad? Mm. And you've, you've got to show up for them. And as soon as I got there, like just being around them and getting, seeing them supporting the run and the, the you know, the, the 50K a day, 50 days is what really inspired me to keep going. Yeah, I don't want to say shut down your social life because you're probably having more social social gatherings oh, more than you ever have every day running, right? But yeah. like in a sense, did you have to shut down everything else outside of work in these 50K runs to be able to achieve what you did? Yeah, like obviously I've cut back my social life. There was a couple of little special runs that we did. Yeah. That we uh, we still got the Derby Day races on the, on the oh. Saturday. That was a bit of a special run that we had in our goal. So we, we had the 3 a.m. start and then in the nursery, run the nursery, uh, run a car park in the nursery that day. Oh, so wow. that was good fun. No drinking though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, good I can get, imagine. Yeah, good but just to get, to get out, out and socialize. Yeah, and it was a long weekend. So. Normalize the experience. Because yeah. if you get too bogged down, that can be enough. That can be like day yeah. 40, you're like, fuck, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was, but yeah, obviously had to make sacrifices, but you know, you could do so much socializing when you're running for four and a half hours every night. So yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really good. It's amazing to me that the hardest part was, was at day six to day 24. I would have thought like, not saying that I would know, but getting closer towards the end, like that middle part, it's like almost like a marathon when you think you can't do it and then you get towards the end and it makes sense because you're so close to keep pushing. Yeah. 
But you did you feel fine to that sort of like day 36 to day 50 when day, you're close but it's still quite far away? Yeah. So day, I reckon sort of the, the sort of no man's land was probably like day 35 to about day 41, 42 mm. was probably like, like, you know, sort of in between finishing and, you know, getting into the last week. But you know what? I was, I was, yeah, seeing, every, obviously getting people involved every, with all the runs that, like, that's obviously what kept me going. And, you know, when, when I'm a man of my word, when, you know, you say you're going to do something, I'll follow through with it. So, mm. yeah, good on you for that. What was the, um, there was a few things I noticed as well, like different locations, treadmill runs, um, just break that down. Was there any science behind that? Or was that just to mentally refresh on different kind of services and venues? Yeah. So that as well. So refresh and change it up each time. So Monday to Friday, we ran the same location each day of the week. Um, so like Monday we're at, uh, Albert Park, Tuesday, the treadmill, Wednesday, Caulfield Park, Thursday, the tan, and then Friday, the Duncan McKinnon party hole, we yeah. used to call it. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. used to get the barbecue firing and, you know, get the beverages flowing and uh, get a bit of music, DJ playing. How good's that? So it was a bit of fun and uh, we, it was, it was, we usually got pretty good weather for it as well. So we had some good turnouts. That's but awesome. Yeah, the locations was to try and get different people involved from different areas as well. So, you know, we had a lot of people out from like the west side coming down to the Albert Park, to the Tan, and then, you know, a lot of people from the south side come down to, you know, um, Caulfield Park and Duncan McKinnon. Um, so, yeah, it was just to change it up and get different people from different parts of the community involved. Wow, bro. It's pretty special, man. The, I've got to go into the last the last day because that, uh, like, even for you, I know you're taken back and we'll, I'm sure we'll have some footage on some clips of um, going around socials that people can see of, like, the amount of people that were running with you through the challenge, but just particularly the last day, like that, like I had, as I told you, we didn't even know each other. I had mates hitting me up, telling me to come along for it. I'm like, well, what do you mean? They're like, mate, this guy's doing the 50th day for 50K. I'm like, do you know him? They're like, oh, not really. So like people like that were turning up. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, they that's, didn't fully know you. That's the best thing about Isn't it. Isn't that and that's what I That's what I love about it. And yeah. that's what I love about um, running and bringing people together, bringing the community together. And yeah. Um, oh, day day fifty. It still gives me goosebumps. Like it honestly blew me away to have that much support there, and so many people come down. And I was just, yeah, I was just, I didn't have words for a bit there. Like I was yeah. just blown away. Yeah. What were you? Were you exhausted at the end of the challenge, or were you still had energy because of the atmosphere and the buzz that was there? I oh, definitely still had energy. Like it was. That's probably the best day I've had in my whole life that day. Like just, it was something else. And like we had, I worked it out the other day, we had 23 people run 50K that day. Had they, had, had, out of that 23, had any of them run it before? Yeah, so a few had run their first 50 during the 50 days, but I think the- Oh, so people were doing that in the, so wow, that's nuts. I'd have made, I'd have made run 12. 12 days of it, 50, he did 50. Yeah, 50. Wow, like, bro. That's just- Unbelievable to have that and support. And never had he run a marathon before? Or he did. He uh, ran a hundred with me, fuck. but still, like he hadn't. That's not. That's yeah. great. Good on him, bro. So and to have that support and like that's someone that's just a great mate that's getting behind it and you, you know something that I'll definitely uh, treasure forever. Him doing that for me. So just to hit this home, was there any point of any run where you thought quit? Never. Not one. Never. Never, and never even thought that you couldn't complete the fifty because some of the times you were doing with 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 with. Pretty fucking quick, bro. Like lightning. Well, that's the, the thing. I came good. They started to get quicker. Like, yeah, like the last it's, twenty-five. It's, it's, you'd think you'd be hanging on a little bit, but it was like you were sprinting home. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I, that's what I was saying about the body. Like my body came good, and it actually got quicker towards the end. But it was one of those things as well. Like I didn't care about the time as well. Like because if I had people coming down and they were having a crack at running their first fifty or their first half, I'm big on not leaving anyone behind. You know, so we'll pull back the pace if someone's dropping off, one in all in, bring people oh, with you all good. together. And that's 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 the best thing about it was. David Goggins speaks about it a lot. And I can't relate to it because I haven't done an extreme challenge yet. But yeah. um that's it, that's, uh, that's the key. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. I'll <laughs> definitely do one man because I'm like my brain's wired it's that good. way. But and it doesn't have to be running. Abs- it could be absolutely. anything. I'm just I'm dedicating a lot of time to this. So I want to start dedicating more time to like fitness. Because I'm I'm so used to being fit but not like not long distance, not endurance fit. So that's something new for me as well yeah. to go after, which would be fun. 
But David Goggins always speaks about it, which has always rattled my mind. It's like when he's working with people that are doing their first endurance events or even himself, his own experiences, like there's points where he's been pissing out blood, his toes are broken, all this sort of stuff. But something mentally happens where he no longer feels any pain or stress or tiredness. And it's like the, the ceiling to end is now limitless. And you kind of mentioned that then with your knee and the feeling that something just happened and it clicked and mentally and physically, it was like your times were getting quicker when they should really sort of, you know, people would say biologically or scientifically be, be dropping off Yeah, because you haven't had rest, but they're getting quicker. It just shows something amazing about the body, so, yeah, how it it's, adapts. It's amazing how it adapts. Yeah, And obviously you've got to have the support and get the help you need to, you know, help with injuries. And that, is, that was massive for me as well. Like I had a great support crew, um, you know, with the osteos and the recovery lab in Hampton. So, yeah, they really helped. What well, was just a couple of quick fire ones before we, we finish off with the, the sort of the unlaced question that we throw, but quickest time. What was the quickest day you did? Quickest was day 51. So that- Oh, wait, we've got to actually speak about this as well, didn't we? We haven't even touched on that, everyone. I think I touched on it at the start. A but yeah, bit, A little bit of the yeah, start. Yeah, a little bit. Well, we didn't go into this because this speaks to the crazy running man's mentality himself. So day, you complete the challenge day 50, you have everyone there. You think, you know what, maybe I'll have a beer tonight and enjoy and throw the feet up and, you know, bathe in my achievement. And the sick, crazy running man himself who's done so much couldn't rest, had to do it again. Why? Why did you have to go that 51st day? Uh, the reason for day 51, well, I didn't want to run a quick one during the 50 days because I wasn't sure like where I could throw everything at it because I wasn't sure how the body will react to the quicker pace. Um, and obviously the aim for the 50 days was to get as many people involved as possible. And it, that's, that's what my aim was. Um, so then obviously I thought, all right, if I pull up right after day 50, if the body's feeling good, we'll have a good crack day 51. Um, so yeah, I obviously celebrated a little bit on with, you know, with friends, family on the, on the Sunday night, nothing too big. Just had a couple of, you know, nice dinner and a couple of drinks with, mm. um, with friends and family. Um, and then, yeah, so it was a pretty hot day on the, on the Monday. Um, so we pushed it back to about six o'clock just it cooled down a bit and I thought oh, I'm just going to throw everything I have at it. Um, and yeah, ended up running about 420s for 50k. <laughs> That's a sprint. That and is it. That's a sprint, mate. You know what? The reason I wanted to do it is because obviously I like to challenge myself <clears throat> and push, see how far I can push myself. And that was, we we had a saying during the 50 days that a lot of people have probably heard before, the hurt locker, the locker. <laughs> so a lot of people were in the locker in the 50 days. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's the best thing. Like people were getting in the locker, but you get around them and they were getting out of the locker. Oh, so, yeah, I was in the hurt locker on day 51. I'm not going to lie. Wow, man. But, Amazing. The fastest time on the 51st day, which was one outside of the challenge, and two, the last day, like yep. the, the, at the end point when – Wow, man. It's pretty special, bro. Nah, nah, You're definitely you. a special human being, bro. Nah, with it, thank you. I with appreciate this, it, With a special story. I've been so so happy to have you on. Um, how is the body now? Are you kind of cooling off? Are you able to run? Is, is it got to be recouped and rehabbed? And uh, I haven't, uh, haven't had a day off since I finished. <laughs> <laughs> what, like just normal? Are you? Look at his laugh. It's um, sick. No, nah, no. Nah, you know, sick. mate, I love it. Are so. you going for a run now? I went this morning. Oh, you so went this morning. I, um, I've actually got a um, 100K run coming up on this Saturday. Wow. So that's with a, um, a, a mate of mine who's doing his first 100K and he's doing it for a mental health foundation, um, raising money for um, Beyond Blue. So we're sort of rallying around him and going to support him through that. And that's what it's all about, you know, supporting your mate. So doing that with him, um, which will be exciting and I'm, I'm bloody pumped for it. Well, mate, it's very special. Um, as the listeners will know, the question we like to ask, new guests on the show, um, and I want to probably attest this to the 50-day challenge. Uh, we kind of always attribute three key traits to success or attest it from business, sport, but in this case, the 50-day challenge, resilience, driver, ambition. All three would have been critical throughout this, but what was the rock? What was the cornerstone of um, what got you from day one to day 51? Um, definitely the cornerstone was uh, uh, definitely having the support from everyone, um, from my family, my friends. They always believed I could do it and having people down. Um, but 
you know what? When you you say you're going to do something, I'm big on when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. You got to do it, and you got to follow through with it. And I put this in my goals back in January this year, and everything I did throughout the year sort of set me up for this 50 day challenge mm. and that drive throughout. Like, there's a lot of times that I, you know, there's a lot of times when I was alone and felt alone, but you know, the sacrifices I had to make to get to where I wanted to get to and to have that feeling on day 50 and celebrate that with everyone is something that I will cherish forever and was so happy to have so many people there to experience that that moment with crossing the finish line. Well said, mate. Well, I'm looking forward to the next challenge. I know you've got one in the vault that you're going to be sharing very soon. So um, for those that want to get following the crazy running man on Instagram, yep, I'm sure you'll announce it on there. Um for everyone at home, out of the blue, we've got the link below if you want to support and donate to what is a great cause that's uh, led Jack to doing some incredible feats. All the people that were around Jack supporting it, I know some of you will be watching, but uh, kudos to you guys as well, the unsung heroes of the challenge. Uh, physically demanding, but hopefully this was an episode for you guys at home to take some juice from, to take some nuggets on. I know I definitely have. That's why we wanted to get him on the show, mate. So thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, uh, Jakey. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries, mate. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. A couple more shows to end the year. Appreciate all your love and support. Until then. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.